everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Just Like Us podcast. Just Like Us is a charity that specializes in uplifting young LGBT voices. We train and send ambassadors who are around the age of 18 to 25 into schools to give talks about LGBT plus inclusion and diversity. So I'm Sarah Yushi, her pronouns, and I'm an ambassador, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily over here. I use she, her, they, them pronouns as well, also an ambassador. <laughs> Today, we are really happy to be joined by the wonderful host of the amazing podcast, Tutus. Today, we have Rose and Nana with us. Hey. How are you both today? Really good and happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, I'm good as well. It's good. It's good evening. It's good evening to do this. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like the weather's really good here. So I thought we could start off with a little fun segment that we call the quickfire quiz. So basically, we're going to give you like a few options of different things. And you have to sort of choose your preference and justify what you think just to sort of get us warmed up. So I will go for the first one, which is, would you choose podcasting or filmmaking? Ah. <laughs> for Nana it might be so I'm gonna go with podcasting because that's what I do that's what I love and filmmaking is not my bag so I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> this question is the worst question I mean for me it's a great question that's a great question but the worst question for me because I do both but do you know what I feel I'm gonna choose podcasting because it brings me more joy filmmaking is very hard <laughs> so I'm gonna choose podcasting now because podcast brings me joy uh then for our second one do you prefer being the interviewer or the interviewee mm. interviewer because I'm nosy <laughs> that's a beautiful answer I love that <laughs> do you know I'm gonna say hmm it does depend but I'm gonna go with the interviewee just because I'm a Libra and I like to be the center of attention sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is, oh, this one's kind of interesting. Love letter or surprise date? No, a surprise date. I think it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like surprise date. Even though I don't really like surprises, a surprise date would be cute, I think. Yeah, I'm oh, really surprise dates as well. I think I really like going on dates. I go on dates all the time. And this month I haven't been on any dates so far and I'm, I'm itching. So I'm going to go for surprise dates. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, Sweet. I feel like that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like a letter is like cute, but it's just a letter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a bit of dust, but oh well, surprise date for sure. Our next one is, do you prefer TikTok or Twitter? Oh gosh. What's your poison? <laughs> I am definitely going to go for Twitter. Um, we try to get on TikTok. We have, some, we actually have a TikTok account as well. And we try to do videos. It was really hard. Everyone on TikTok is really good because it was quite hard. <laughs> so I'm going to go to TikTok. It's just easier. Get your thoughts out there and then close the app. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Drop it and leave. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. I'm going to go with Twitter, but I do think that TikTok is a better app so creative it's great why is it but why do you think it's better because it's creative yeah have you seen what people do on tiktok the comedy like all the transitions and just ideas and just like there's so much going on so definitely better i'm just coming back to, to tiktok does this mean we'll come back to tiktok then oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like copyright <laughs> and then we've got so we have one final quick fire question which is night in or night out 
depends on the mood, <laughs> did it? Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, I'm feeling very indoorsy right now. Mm. And that's because we've, we've had things to do every single weekend since lockdown has been lifted. And mm-hmm. it's been exhausting. I, I, I appreciate it indoors now. I appreciate it indoors. So I'm going to say, for now, indoors. <laughs> that's mm. what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, because, you know, it's just what I'm feeling right now. I'm tired. So I'm going to say indoors. <laughs> we like to sort of get a feel for when we talk to our guests, how was your experience at school growing up? You know, um, is there anything or any advice you can give to young people, things like that? So um, just to kick off, um, what was it like for you being LGBT plus in school? I could say that it was lonely because I think, do you know what? I think I probably wasn't the only one who had like, who felt some same-sex attraction when I was in school, but no one spoke about it. You know, we didn't have the language for it. Definitely no one spoke about it. We didn't have, you know, inclusion um, classes or anything like that, like we have now. So it was just quite lonely and and internal. Um, so yeah, I remember it's like I remember knowing that I was queer when I was about forty, like really knowing when I was fourteen, and yeah, it was just really really lonely. And I wish I had somebody that I could talk to because I've said this before, like I didn't see, um, I knew that queer people existed, but I had never seen like black specifically black queer people, and so I thought mm-hmm. that I couldn't be queer. Um, so yeah. I just kind of just like tried to forget about it for years and years and years but obviously that didn't work out <laughs> so because here I am but yeah it was just a very lonely time it was yeah I would agree and say it was lonely I also say it was quite crippling as well um because in my school in my especially my secondary school there were some people who were out as um like lesbians or bisexual people there wasn't much about gender identity because I don't think we really had the language then but in regards to um our sexuality we did have the language and there was just a lot of homophobia towards those people who were out and I watched them receive some of that homophobia from people who were my close friends so it was quite mm-hmm. it was just something that I could never express or it was just something that I also even felt like within myself that it was wrong as well and I had to just suppress it as much as possible just like Nana I tried to do that for a long time but you know, if you're new queer, you just want to be queer, don't you? You have to express yourself eventually. Yeah. You know, just be free of that, I guess, mental prison you have of being someone that you're not. So yeah, it was quite, it was quite a crippling experience in school. Um, but do you remember at the time, were there any teachers at all that could have been, you know, that were supportive or who showed any interest in these topics at all, or any role models that were adults at the time for you, or was there like zero? Yeah, um, definitely. When I so I used to play National League basketball when I started playing when I was twelve, and um, I had a coach called Fee, and she was a masculine presenting lesbian, and she also is now married, and <clears throat> she's the first queer person that I saw get married. As I think I was in my early twenties when she got married, but I knew her from when I was twelve, and I am now when I look back and when we had we had basketball matches on the weekends. She would never introduce her girlfriends as her girlfriend. We just, but now looking back, they were her girlfriends. The person she's married to used mm-hmm. to come to our games when we were younger. So, um, so yeah, that was that is that was probably like the only person. Um, and I also had a football coach as well, a PE teacher who 
at the, I don't think I think at the time she had a husband, but she's actually now I was a lesbian now. Um, so I remember mm-hmm. she used to she used to put a lot of effort into me and nurture me because I was quite a shy person, and I think she saw her younger self in me. So she always used yeah. to try and just give me a lot of confidence and stuff. But um, so I would say those are my role models. But actual school itself. I went to a very strict um, Catholic school where we had nuns like walking around and mm-hmm. us off and like having our skirts too short and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. not really in school, but um, but again, we did ha- I did have two masculine presenting teachers in school, but of course there was that boundary there. So we never, I never really found out like what their sexuality was or anything like that whilst I was in school. But um, yeah, so I would say the PE teacher and my basketball coach were the main ones for sure. I didn't have any, you know. I don't. I I also went to a girls' school, um, mm-hmm. but I never had. I never had that, like in the teachers or, you know, any like person of authority in the school. I did have um, a mentor that I saw weekly, and she. I don't know if she was queer or not, but she. I I wanted to tell her because she was someone. Yeah. I spoke, someone I um. I was the most comfortable with at the time mm-hmm. and I feel like she did provide a safe space for me but I think it was like my own like you know I, I was I was scared it was my you know I, w- I was the one that was scared to just tell her so I had that I had a safe space basically in, in one person um, but I just couldn't I just couldn't say it out loud at the time. Got it mm-hmm. and I think that's understandable at that age especially you find yourself feeling very, at least like, I think it can be a, a considered a shared experience, feeling very vulnerable at that age with this big secret that you're just holding right. on to, right? It's like, oof, I'm going to be found out at any moment now. Oh no. So it, it, even if it is a safe space, you know, you can have a safe space, but again, sometimes that's not enough, you know, right. you, you need that extra push and you need that extra time and just be patient with yourself. Right. So it's, uh, it's tough, but we manage, right? Like, that's why we're all here right now, right? So. Yeah. Look at us now on the podcast. Exactly. Winning life, you know, <laughs> like, just doing it. Yeah, exactly. So if there weren't any open queer role models in your life at the time, were there any LGBT plus role models in mainstream media? Um, yes, so there was a lady called Jessica Betts, who's now married to Nishi Nash. And she was in a TV, pro- I was in year nine, and she was in a TV program called Missy Elliott's Road to Stardom. It was a reality show about mm-hmm. music. And nobody remembers this show, but I remember the show because she was in it. And um, she was just this black lesbian who presented in a way that I wish that I could present. And mm-hmm. I was literally just obsessed with her. And I was always, from then onwards, I always tried to follow her like journey on social media and um, at the time, social media wasn't really what it is today. So it was more like going on YouTube and finding her old music videos. And I, when Twitter came about and then I found her Twitter, I actually sent her a DM. And I was like, oh, thanks for being that representation. Like, you're the only person I saw on mainstream TV. Black and masculine presenting and mm-hmm. lesbian and was very open about it as well. And she was like, yeah, okay, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. She's like, that means oh, a lot. Like, she replied. So Oh, yeah, that's so nice. Oh, you got a reply. Really cool. oh. Yeah, it was really cool. And the fast forward to last, was it last year? Like, her and Nishi Nash got married. Yeah. So she's married to like this big celebrity now. And it's just, yeah, like it's, it was, it's been nice. And, and seeing that representation, I guess, told me that it was possible. Yeah. I didn't have anyone, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't see, like, it's weird because I now, like, when I, when I think back, of course, like, I saw like LGBT stuff on TV and stuff but I never quite like connected with it. I used to watch Bad Girls and I don't know if you guys 
guys watch bad girls but like there was loads of like you know queer characters and bad girls but I still at the time I just never like thought oh I I never like had a connection or I never identified with them and I feel like it's because I tried to remove myself from it so much that I just couldn't see myself in those characters yeah 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 that makes sense how about now is there anyone you look up to now or Mm, do you know what I do look up to Nishi Nash I do. Yeah. We we do like we do like them, especially the both of them as a couple. Because you know what it is as well is because they're a bit older as well, and it's like wow, it's a kind of like having them validate us, even though we we don't need it. But it's quite nice because it's like people that are maybe like our older sister's age or our parents' age, or do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like it's a bit validation, and it feels nice, and it feels kind of like home. Like a yeah. like a, a older sister auntie figure, it feels like home. So yeah, I have an auntie, like, like queer aunties. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I like that, and also actually also um a Queen Latifah as well. Yeah, um, just because Queen Latifah has just existed as herself, yeah. and and before we started a platform and stuff like that, always it's funny enough. I always used to say that oh I don't want to be person, I don't want to be a spokesperson for LGBT. I always, I always, yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I just want to exist and not have to tell anyone that I'm queer or explain my existence to anybody and just live. And Quinity for just do that. And she has, I think she's even married now as well. Like she's married and it's just, I feel like she's, she's made it look very normal. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I really do like about uh, about her. And she does, she does fly the flag every now and then, but <laughs> you know, it's yeah. very normal. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really nice. I always like I really relate to the idea of like, you know, intersectional representation and like it really does matter. And I mean, I one of my favorite ones that sort of like I almost felt validated my sort of teen like identity because obviously coming from Derry, it's in Northern Ireland, like historically it's a difficult place to grow up LGBT plus. And it is different. It's like quite segregated from the rest of the UK. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you saw Derry Girls. I've never seen I've seen the title like yeah yeah, definitely watch it because there was a there was a girl on there called Claire and she basically was this wee she was just this wee sort of schoolgirl, and you know there's just like a little storyline and she just comes out and she's like I'm the wee lesbian and for me that was so powerful because I had barely seen people who had who spoke like me on tv you know I really related to that and it was the first time I've ever seen something like that and I feel like it, it almost like retroactively helped you know the teenage me who was like I think it's like I hope that media will continue to bring more like intersectional characters out as well because I don't think it's good enough for you just to say like oh there's one token queer character you know I think it's like it's always about pushing the pushing the boundaries so that like everybody can feel seen you know yeah 100% and I also relate to uh, what you were saying earlier about not having anyone in the media because I grew up in uh, in Italy Uh, so (laughs) very different cultural context in the middle of the countryside middle of nowhere and Mm. the first time in any form of media I saw a character who was gender fluid and bisexual was in an anime like a cartoon so for the longest time I thought the only way I could explore my identity was through fiction like I couldn't conceive it as being Mm. a real life option like oh it's in the cartoons I can doodle my problems away you know (laughs) I don't have to think about this this is all you know 
So, and it took time. And again, I fully, fully agree. Like there needs to be more intersectional and more wide of a variety of representation because we're out here, you know, we want to be seen too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need good characters in shows. Everyday life. So we should be existing everyday in media. Yeah. We are there. So it just makes sense. Completely. Would you say then that, um, so going from that space that you were in, in school, how has your life changed since then? Do you know what it's um I, I you know I say this all the time but I just I was I just say this all the time it's like really and truly life and death because I remember like obviously when I was in school I couldn't come out I was really scared and then when I got to uni I felt I was alone then so not only was I like when I spoke about being younger and being queer I felt isolated in my queerness but then when I got to uni, I was isolated from my family and friends and isolated in my queerness too. So it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, double, you know, for me. And so that was the time where I was just like, I had to make a decision like, and accept myself because I was in a, like a deep state of depression at the time because I felt very, very lonely because I didn't have people around me and because I was queer and I couldn't, and I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. And it was just like that decision to like, just just do it, just do it. Because it comes to a point where you can't run anymore. Like I felt like I was I was so tired from running. I couldn't mm-hmm. run from it anymore. Um, so I just decided that I was just gonna live my life and live my truth. And it is a decision that you have to make. I mean, it's, it's not easy for everyone. I think everyone's experience is really different um, because when we talk about mm-hmm. coming out, it's a lot about what people are gonna say, what your family's gonna say, their reactions are gonna be. And some people, have it harder than others when it when it comes to coming out and telling family members and friends um and it wasn't easy for me and I didn't think it would be easy but it was just that decision to like just say you know what I'm just going to do it regardless if if these people who claim to love me can't support me and accept me then that's just just on them they're going to lose out on me and that's that's the decision I had to make at the time um so my life has just it's just gotten better and better you know, as I've gotten older, as I've come into myself more, even like my, you know, my gender expression, like, I mean, the older you get, the more you know who you are. And it's always like a ongoing thing. It never stops. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, yeah, this is the most like comfortable and confident I've ever felt. And I just love I just love feel I love every part of me like and I and, you know, I, I don't feel like, you know, your queerness is is really like your identity trait, but it makes you who you are as a part of you just like everything else and it's a, and it's really special I think so yeah I'm just really happy so cute isn't it yeah <laughs> that's lovely I was just like oh let's just sit in the beauty that <laughs> nice ending it was that's yeah that's really lovely to hear yeah definitely what about yourself Rose um so for me everything kind of changed when I had a child so I had a child whilst I was in uni and um but for me it was before that everyone used to say to me like, oh you just aren't you just a lesbian aren't you just a lesbian and stuff like that but it was really hard for me to accept even myself just because I had mm-hmm. lots of different factors playing there from like religion from ha- having most of my friends also being religious and being homophobic and these were all the people that I knew and also being mm. Ghanaian and having an African background as well. And it was just, it was something that I had accepted within myself. I accepted it from even when I was in prime school within myself, but it mm. wasn't something that I was, um, I wasn't brave enough yet. 
because I wouldn't say I wasn't brave enough I wasn't ready I wasn't ready to just exist mm-hmm. as myself just yet so but then when I had a child I was like I'm gonna have to teach this person to be themselves and the best way to do that is by showing an example by being yourself mm-hmm. and so that's when I decided to just exist so before I actually came out to anybody I decided to just exist as me and I existed in in the way that I saw Jessica existing on TV when I was in year nine and mm-hmm. Um, I just started to be myself and um, people saw that I had different, a different type of confidence about me and they realised, they just, just start, and I think they just associated it with my, obviously the way I dressed, they associated it with my sexuality, so they said, oh, everyone started start asking me questions and I just eventually just started to say yes and then eventually had to tell my family as well. But I would say that the coming out part, just like Nana said, like no one should really come out until they're ready. You know, for me, it was just all about existing and accepting who I am to myself that was more important than telling anybody or than proving who I am to anybody. It was, just, it was my personal journey and it had to go at my pace as well. So nobody needs to come out when they're 12 or nobody, nobody has to come out when they're 20. It's actually, it's just a personal journey and it's just, and you have to go at your own, at your own pace. So, um, so that's what I did, but it all did change when I had a child and um, I'm happy it did. So yeah. No, that is really, that's really nice as well. I think it's always like, it's so important because I feel in when there isn't a lot of representation, you often think like there's only one way to be LGBT plus or there's only one like type or strand. And then if you don't fit into that, you you do feel weird. Yeah. And then sometimes you almost feel that pressure, like come out to, you know, for somebody else, but ultimately like no one else is living in your body and your experience. So you know, as long as you're happy enough with yourself, that's, you know, that is all that matters, isn't it? Yeah, you have to deal with what comes of coming out, whether that's positive or negative, is you that has to deal with that. And you have to be, you have to be ready for it. Even when people get um, a positive response, sometimes it's such a shock because that's not what they were expecting. And they're not even ready for the, for the positive response. So <laughs> you just have to be, yeah, yeah you just have to be, you ha- it has to be at your own pace so that you are ready for whatever the outcome is. Totally. 100%. So going back to uh, childhood and all that jazz and going back to school, what would you say the effect uh, just like a school talk have had on you? Oh, I think that would have been almost life changing. I definitely think so, because when I think about a lot of the talks that we had from people that came from outside the school in, I remember all of them and they all impacted me some, in some way. And I learned lessons from that. And if I, I, I don't necessarily identify with all of those different talks and subjects that came in. So if something that I did identify with actually came in, I feel, I feel it would have validated me so much. And I think that I wouldn't have had to do some of the things that I did to try and figure out who I was. And um, I think they would have possibly been a responsible person for me to even speak to because there was no one to, even though I saw the people on TV, there was no one to actually speak to. And mm-hmm. there was no one really, even my basketball coach as well, I guess there was that boundary there because she was the coach. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I think that <laughs> actually having someone come in and have a talk would have been great. And it also would have been good for my friends who are homophobic because ultimately they were the reason why at, at that time I was scared to express who I was because they were my really close friends. So I think um, if not only for just LGBT people, but even for others as well, just to help them understand about queerness and help them be a bit more accepting of people who are queer. And it's just, yeah, just, just be edu- a bit more educated about it. So I think, I reckon that I 
would have been a very confident person because I was very shy up until I came out basically I think I would have been a better more confident person beforehand and probably had more confidence to actually go and do like different things like for example this podcast maybe I would have done it earlier or um or anything like that so yeah it would have been been great it would have been perfect (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like it it would have been life-changing I think um I definitely wouldn't have felt like so alone I think I would have felt you know there's I know normal doesn't exist but you know um everything is normal like everything's normal so I would have felt like everybody else like you know and it would have helped me feel because you know when you're when you're growing up everything's uncomfortable anyway like just being a teenager is really uncomfortable and and puberty and all these things are just everything even having crushes is that's uncomfortable (laughs) so um (laughs) <laughs> I definitely I would have it would have made me feel seen um and it would have made me feel more more, more confident I think even when I'm thinking about kids now and just so like what they have at the disposal and all the resources that they have I'm just like wow like this is beautiful like my niece is 14 yeah. and she recently came out as pansexual and she's also into anime so now I'm thinking oh is that where she kind of you know like <laughs> Is that what she I like identify? Is that what she identified with in anime? Because she she's obsessed with it, which is I love, and she draws and stuff, which is great, and um, yeah, and she's so confident, and she's she's not scared to say who she is. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And I never had that. Yeah. I never, and I think it is like having you know charities like just like us, like that makes kids feel like they're not weird or they're not strange or they're not different. They're just like everyone else. It's just happens mm-hmm. that they, you know, they, they, they fancy the same sex or, or whatever, whatever it is. Um, so I'm just like, it would have been great for me. I'm just thinking now and I, I would have been a, a lot more happier. So just to wrap up, we always do this last final question and it's a bit of a philosophical one. If you could send any message back in time to your younger self, what would you say? Mm, that is a hard one. Um, that it's going to be okay. I think that's what I want to hear. That it's going to be okay, and that you're actually going to be amazing. <laughs> you're gonna make, you're gonna be amazing because of who you are. Like the person, like who you are. Your queerness is not going to be something that stops you from being great. It's going to allow you to be even greater. I think that is what I would tell and just to embrace it, just to embrace it and never stop being who you are and fighting for, you know, what you love and just loving as well. Just being just just loving. I think that's the most important thing in the world is just to love and to show love and to go where love is. That's what we we say all the time, because, you know, not everywhere is safe and we know this. So it's really important to use sort of discernment and 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 go where love is yeah like go go where love is is like our motto we always um Mm. say that um I would also say to the younger version of myself that um not to be scared because a lot of the fears that I did have I now know that I didn't I didn't need to be scared about these things so I would 100% say that don't be scared um I would also say that everything's going to be okay and that I'm actually, that also you are strong enough to, um, you're just strong enough to like exist as yourself and you're strong enough to stand up for yourself and use your words. I would tell the younger version of myself to use um, mm-hmm. the words because the words that 
um, that I have are valid, they're important, and they make sense as well. So that's what I will tell um, the younger version of myself. And I will also say that um, other people do not determine who I am, where I'm going, my journey. Other people don't validate uh, me. It's just only me that is able to do that. Yeah, no, that's what I would say. And I'll just be confident. I think the main thing is just to be confident as well. And everything will work out. Everything will work out fine. I like these. It's always, it, it always gets into your, um, like talking to your inner child, you know, like these kinds of conversations, these kinds of thoughts always get me a bit, you know, emotional. I think it's, it's nice because you also get to see nice. how far you've come, you know, like yeah. your younger self would be so proud of who you are today. It's just like, I don't know, quite a <laughs> relief. Yeah. It's such a happy note to end it on. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I think uh, that's a wrap. But before we go, just wanted to thank both of you for joining this discussion today. And uh, could you please let our listeners know where you can be found on social media and where to listen to your podcast? Oh, yes. So you can find us on Instagram at Tutu's Podcast and you can find us on Twitter at Tutu's underscore podcast. And then you can find our individual handles there. And you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Anchor. Um, and we're there. And we've got also, we've got YouTube videos now as well. So our episodes are on YouTube if you are a visual person. Then last but not least, for our listeners, uh, you can also follow Just Like Us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at, at Just Like Us UK. Yeah.